0: to the gridiron show in association with visit dallas and visit fort worth and touchdown trips we're here with our mock draft special ahead of the big day in uh, in old jerry jones world it's going to be so exciting i cannot wait thursday night the draft is here clancy and sherry join us as we pick through the first round this is the gridiron show I'm not going to lie. That was second attempt at the intro, and it's still a little ropey, purely because uh, the first time I said it, I said visit, visit Dallas, and uh, <laughs> Ollie absolutely lost his mind. It was uh, it, it was very funny, but Ollie might start giggling at any point during these opening five minutes of the show. Uh, this is the Gridiron Show in association with Visit Dallas and Fort Worth, and also with Touchdown Trips. Uh, Dallas, obviously the site. Dallas, Fort Worth, the site this year of the NFL Draft, AT&T Stadium. If you've not seen the pictures of how that theatre's going to work inside and the crowd as well, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. But, I mean, Oli, you're, <laughs> you're a man <laughs> who spent some time in, in Dallas and Fort Worth when we went on our trip two years ago. And uh, if you've not been before, it's a spectacular pair of cities.
1: Oh, yeah. And um, you've got Arlington in the middle, almost equidistant between the two. Dallas is this big, sprawling metropolitan metropolis thank you and uh amazing cityscape um really really pleasant place Um, you know beautiful countryside as well and then fort worth is this a picture postcard american city uh just a stunning downtown really really beautiful and then just outside is is an amazing sort of country and western area. Um luckily I didn't see any country music but I saw some um some rock blues music at this at this amazing
0: place. But, I mean if you love country music there's a lot oh, of Oh yeah yeah well. yeah
1: yeah exactly. I'm not a country <laughs> music guy but there's a lot of all of that as well. You could get Stetson's every other shop is like a a, a cowboy hot sh- a cowboy hat shop. I really really loved uh, Texas. I didn't think I'd like Texas before I went there. And then I, I went there and I loved it. So it's definitely I could
0: definitely see Texas as being a place in the states that I would like to live. And also, if you're a sports fan, Dallas Cowboys, yep. Texas Rangers, you've got the rodeo year round, literally a Dallas Mavericks in the basketball, NASCAR, IndyCar, is literally. It, is there NHL, the Stars as there's, well? Honestly, you've uh, got the Rangers at Globe Life Park, the Stars, you would say, at the American Airlines Centre, FC Dallas as well. Uh, and Owned by Lamar Hunt. Also... Amazing food. Oh, my God, the food is unbelievable.
1: And key, right, Fort Worth has an In-N-Out Burger joint. (sighs) I think it might be the furthest east In-N-Out Burger joint in, uh, in the whole of the United States. So for that reason alone... You could go there. It's
0: it's a great, great place. I love Dallas-Fort Worth. So if you're take, thinking about taking a trip out there, Touchdown Trips are the guys to do it with. We'll have some more information about our tour coming up later in the show. Head to visit Dallas.com or Fortworth.com for... More. Right. Should we get into this mock draft to get Sherry and Clancy on the line? Is there any news we need to talk about? Not really. No, okay. So let's It's do all, it. literally, it's all just draft bluster and nonsense. Guff. That's all that's. It, this is the season of Guff. <laughs> Every season's the season of <laughs> Guff for you, buddy. Good one, mate. Uh, this is the Grenade Show, and here are Clancy and Sherry. So let's crack on with our 2018 mock draft. Then Matt Sherry, Simon Clancy have joined me and Ollie on the line. Morning, gents.
2: Greetings. Good morning, guys.
0: Uh, how excited are you guys now that we're at this time of recording? What, like 36, 39 hours out from the draft starting?
3: I'm so bored of listening to people going, this is happening. So-and-so's falling. This is happening. This is happening. It's not. All right? It's been <laughs> happening for weeks. Just just start it. <laughs> we Seriously.
1: don't know. No one knows anything. We don't know anything. Seriously. Get on with hey, it.
3: Listen. People are saying, oh, the Giants are doing this and the, and the Browns are doing... Dave Gettleman and uh, and John Dorsey are essentially CIA agents. They don't tell you anything. That's why you know nothing. So having people on social media go, I know this, and I spoke to a scout who talked... No, you didn't, mate. You didn't. Stop talking out your ear. Which is why... In fairness,
2: though, it's going to make the the kind of... I mean, Simon, we have already chatted about this, but at least the first few picks are going to be more interesting than usual. Like, there's nothing... How I, I can't remember the last draft where a guy's going to walk to the... <laughs> Goodell's going to walk to the podium and basically we have no idea who he's going yeah. to says the first pick like well there's always there's, there's the always those
0: year. pivot points in drafts aren't there there's always that moment where there is a team who could do one of innumerate things and and that's where all mock drafts immediately go out of the window this year it's at 2 so it's it, great I'm excited you
3: know, it could even be at 1 i mean i think there'll be so many trades as well in the top 15 so many trades you know, because look, I'm there's, amazed there's, that
0: we've not had anything this this far out. And by the time this is out, that could be out of date. But, but good, do, do you not uh, think do you not think
2: because it's so unpredictable? How like
0: there's going to be more on the,
2: the night trades yeah, than there usually would be.
3: You've got potentially four teams: Buffalo, Arizona, potentially Baltimore, potentially New England, maybe Miami. That's five teams, in fact, who could all jump up into the top six, top four. And whatever. who knows,
2: like. Whether the Chargers might do that yeah, exactly. or maybe the even the Bengals. I mean, there's some there's some other teams outside of the, the more obvious ones who might do it as well. So yeah, with
0: all that in mind, we're not having trades in our mock draft. Uh, <laughs> basically, what we're here to do, uh, I, I don't like people that don't like mock drafts. I think the whole point of a mock draft isn't to literally guess where some, who somebody is going to pick. They're boring, those mock drafts, and actually never accurate, as we all know. But it's a great way of learning the top prospects, finding out what team needs are. And so we're going to rattle through this first round, and forget the bluster, forget all the nonsense we've heard. We're just going to pick the player that we think that team should pick at that position, Based on our own scouting, well, Simon and Matt scouting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> based on you know what we believe that team actually needs, the New York Giants. So yeah, we're going to crack on, and we're going to start off. We're going to pair up. Me and Clancy are going to be the uh, the the I don't know the director of player personnel and the GM, I guess, for one team, and then Ollie Watch. and uh, Ollie and uh, and Sherry. If those were the pairings in real life, who would have the more success?
1: Uh, definitely you
0: Yeah, without doubt. I mean I, again
1: <laughs> I could probably
2: go alright in the first round and a half to two rounds, but after that, like
0: and, we beyond, and beyond that you've got to rely on the organisation of Ollie who yet again managed to be <laughs> nine minutes late to this podcast. Uh, can't so help it, can't help the he, he would go to oh, no, the prospects
2: in the game and turn up three hours after it's finished.
0: <laughs> right. The Cleveland Browns, number one overall, they need Basically, everything. basically, everything. everyone, but not, but not they don't. No, no, they're they def- don't need everyone. I'm Simon, spreading, let me talk. Spreading this no, Simon, they don't need everyone. They clearly don't need everyone at any position. But there are a lot of positions of need uh, for this team. And right at the top of the draft, we've got blue chip running backs, defensive ends, quarterbacks. But we all know they're taking a quarterback at number one. Or do we? Simon Clancy, uh, I, I think we should go quarterback at number one I think it'd be madness for them to wait and see if their second choice falls to them at four so at number one overall who do you think is the best fit for the Cleveland Browns
3: I think it will be Sam Darnold but I know because Peter King did an interview with John Dorsey a while ago and Dorsey had said that he'd been to see Baker Mayfield play six times last season when he wasn't when he wasn't um, working for anybody, but he was working for himself, knowing that he was going to get back in the game as either a director of pro personnel or a a general manager. Going to watch a single quarterback six times is an inordinately high amount of games to go and watch anybody by. So whilst I think we should choose Sam Darnold, on the night it wouldn't surprise me if it was Baker Mayfield. So uh, who are you choosing? We are choosing Sam Darnold, USC quarterback.
0: Sam Darnold goes number one overall to the Cleveland Browns. The New York Giants up next, Ollie Hunter. Giants,
1: will they stick with Eli Manning for another year? Is the need for a quarterback that big? Yes, I think it is, because Eli Manning, we saw, has dropped off. Uh, trading away Jason Pierre-Paul could mean that Nick Chubb is uh, is thought of. And everybody seems to be mocking... Is it mocking? Should we? Can we call it mocking? Mocking Saquon Barkley to the Giants. Matt Sherry, I think... If Baker Mayfield is still there, perhaps the Giants should do that, but I don't think they will. What do you think the New York Giants will do? I don't think
2: they will. I think think they'll take Darnold if he's available. But as the GM of the Giants for this exercise, who knows that Eli Manning is finished, I will take Baker Mayfield.
0: Baker Mayfield in the New York market. Exciting stuff. I mean, you guys are both incredibly high on Baker Mayfield and... I think I think what we can assess from the podcast overall is none of us really like Josh Allen, as you'll find out as we go along. Um, but is it, why isn't Baker Mayfield getting that kind of same draw at the top end as as somebody like Sam Darnold or all this talk of Josh Allen going number one? Is it just smoke screens or are there actually concerns about him? I mean,
2: I, I have no idea. I think there's a significant gap between Mayfield and every other prospect.
3: I think, I mean, the, the thing about Allen is that he is the prototype in terms of size, speed, uh, uh, arm strength, obviously, which is ridiculous. Um, but and, and Baker Mayfield is six foot and played in a, a shotgun offense, um, but a uh, kind of derivative of Mike Leach's uh, offense. But um, to me, he's a significantly better quarterback. He's accurate. He throws into tight windows. and Josh, Josh Allen can't hit open receivers in big windows in that Wyoming Wyoming offence, how is he going to be in tight NFL windows? I, I mean, for me, it's not a discussion.
2: The, the thing is with Mayfield as well, and I mean, pro football focus are, are hardly the, the benchmark, but some of their stats are clearly very interesting. And they have a leading accuracy percentage in terms of tight window throws by a good distance as well. So even when he does have to make those throws that aren't wide open, he's the best at doing it. I mean, I think he's I think he's ahead of the rest with Darnold as the closest to him. But I think there's a decent gap between him and Darnold as well.
1: So given that uh, Josh Allen can't make... Uh, wide open, uh, can't get to wide open receivers uh, in that Wyoming uh, offence. That's where the Jets are going to go, right, Will Gavin? So
0: (laughs) the New New York Jets, uh, they can't have traded up to three for anything but a quarterback. They claimed that they didn't mind being at three because there's at least three guys that they like. Well, now that is going to be tested, Simon Clancy.
3: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that makes me concerned is that, uh, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater... Why would you? Why would you make a move for Teddy Bridgewater if you're going to then draft a quarterback? But then why would you trade up to three if you're not going to take a quarterback? So, in the back of my mind is, is is will they take Saquon Barkley? Will they take Bradley Chubb? But I kind of think it's going to be a quarterback. And so for our mock draft, it will be Josh Rosen of UCLA.
0: Why? Why has? Because that's another one. Josh Rosen, who has. From everything I've seen and, and heard and, and enjoyed, and I don't know if anyone heard the interview, the kind of extensive 20 minutes or so he did with ESPN in the yeah, past couple of weeks. It was excellent. I know that there's this, uh, you know, the idea that somebody who wears F Trump on his uh, on a bandana won't be liked by NFL teams. But I, 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 there's nothing about Josh Rosen which doesn't make me think that he has everything it ne- he needs <coughs> to succeed at the Listen, next level.
3: Do you think that Sam Donald and, um, uh, and the Cleveland Browns owners share the same political outlook on life? Do you, do you think that Sam, I mean, Sam Donald's been running his own podcast for four years. Do you think that Sam Donald doesn't have interests outside of football? I think Josh Rosen's being heavily criticized for, for what he said in an article a couple of years ago around the, having the hot tub in his, in his apartment as an 18-year-old kid, uh, you know, as a West Coast, California kid, millionaire parents. His, his mother is the, the head of a very successful publishing house. I think his father's a lawyer. You know, he is an interesting person who has interests outside of football. He's very intelligent. But people, you know, people weren't talking about Andrew Luck uh, uh, and his interest in the inside of a hot air balloon when he was doing his aeronautical engineering degree or whatever it was. Rosen is of an <laughs> equally large brain. He just has interests that go beyond football. It doesn't mean to say he doesn't like the game any less. So I think he's been treated really harshly in this process. I also don't think that the comments from from his old head coach Jim Mora Jr. helped a great deal when asked which quarterback would you pick and he said I'd choose Sam Darnold. Well, over the guy that you recruited and you spent three years with. I mean that, that sort of blew a lot of people's minds i think but i think i don't i don't believe this josh rosen is falling narrative and i suspect he will go in the top five or six picks
2: the um his father is actually a spine surgeon who was pretty oh, right. nationally He's... ranked ice skater he that's was. information that he can find in Critter magazine <laughs> um, but but i mean the interesting thing with rosen to me is like at the end of the day this whole kind of rich kid succeed it seems to be I think a little bit based on Johnny Manziel and how that all flared out, but it's not like Peyton Manning was brought up in a shandy town, is it? Like
1: <laughs> ridiculous.
0: <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move back to the Cleveland Browns then, with Ollie and with Matt Sherry.
1: Yeah, so Donald is off the board. That some some crazy person I saw yesterday said that they could take two quarterbacks. That's not going to happen. There's a need at running back. Perhaps Saquon Barkley. Also, oh, how sexy would it be pairing Miles Garrett with Nick Chubb? Let's see. What Bradley do Chub. that's the one as well, Bradley, his, <laughs> his brother. Uh, I mean, you could play Nick Chubb as a as a pass rusher. I'm not sure it'd be great, but what uh, what will Cleveland the Cleveland Browns do at number four? Matthew Sherry.
2: It's it's a really this is a really tough one for me. Um, I I tend to err towards going. In as, a, as the Cleveland Browns I air towards going for who I think is the safest pick and that makes me think I could choose Roquan Smith but they don't massively have an aid at linebacker so I'm going to go for Quinton Nelson, the guard who I think is not sexy at all but I, I think I've said on this podcast multiple times I don't believe in drafting a running back this high unless he is the absolute missing piece and I'm not convinced that Cleveland are that close for a running back to be the absolute missing piece. Yeah, given they traded get... for
1: Carlos Hyde, or, or they acquired yeah, Carlos Hyde. Exactly, yeah.
2: but I just, I just think like their offensive line wasn't as good as I thought it would be last year. And I just think Quentin Nelson is... Is the safest pick in the, in the draft in a position where they could do with an upgrade? So that would—that's
0: what I've I. Addressed. I don't mind the interior of their line necessarily. They clearly need obviously tackle help after uh, after Joe Staley went out. I, I prefer the idea of them going with. Uh, a pass rusher and and pairing them like Ollie was saying but I don't mind it at all and the idea of protecting a a, a new young quarterback is is great and everything. I do hate the idea of them taking Saquon Barkley even if he is as good as he's meant to be just because... uh... I just think uh, my same reasoning with running backs at the top in general, I guess. But you aren't that close to being a Super Bowl team. We spoke with um, Brian Billick on the last show, and, and for them, getting a running back ended up being the difference between them being a Super Bowl team and not. That's not true of the Browns. The sh- shorter shelf life scares me. Go and get a blue chip player at a blue chip position, but I'm fine with them picking a guard as well. That's all John right Dor- with me.
3: John Dorsey's philosophy is left tackle, quarterback, defensive end, cornerback. So take that as you will.
0: I think you've already told us how to take it. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, they, uh, I mean, probably they need defensive back help at this point. With Akeeb Talib sent to the Rams, um, they traded for uh, they trade they traded for Jared Valdir, but I still think they need extra at, at tackle and potentially a starter at guard. I don't know if the other end of the line, Shane Ray's been inconsistent on the other side of the line. They could do with a tight end as well, but it might be a bit early for that. So Clancy, there's lots of uh, lots of potential need in Denver, but are they going to go and get their quarterback of the future? Are we going to see four go off the board in the first five?
3: I mean, in the real world, I very much suspect this will be a trade, and in fact, I think Cleveland might trade out four as well potentially, um, which makes this more difficult. Uh, I would suspect that having lost a key to leave um, and with Chris Harris you know, going up in age, it wouldn't surprise me if they took a cornerback here. Minka Fitzpatrick, for me, is the best defensive back, but I think Minka's best position is actually safety, and I think Denver obviously need a cornerback, so I would say Denzel Ward of Ohio State would be the pick here.
0: Ohio State corner, Denzel Ward going to the Denver Broncos. Let's rattle through a few here. The Indianapolis Colts up next. We joked about the Browns needing everything. Ollie, the Colts. They they literally need everything.
1: They, <laughs> you could even make an argument because of how Andrew Luck has been off for a year. They still don't know whether he can throw properly. He hasn't picked up a full-size juke ball yet. They could even... They're not going to. But the, you could make an argument that they need another quarterback. That's not what they're going to do. They could even trade out of number six. But edge, linebacker, offensive line, def- defensive tackle, defensive back, cornerback. They need everything. What are they going to do, Matt Sherry?
2: They're going to pick Roquan Smith, who is the torn setting linebacker that they need. And, and to me, uh, the more I watch him, the more I think he might
3: be the best guy in the draft.
0: Absolute stud. I am desperate for him to fall to the 49ers. I, I know it's not are... going to happen. I, I would be
3: stunned if the Colts
2: didn't take him. I must admit.
0: Yeah. Stunned. I, I, just because I'm desperate for it to happen doesn't mean it will happen, guys. But, you know, I just... A boy can dream. A boy can absolutely dream. Uh, So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, uh, looking at the board as it stands, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be the happiest team in all of draft them because... Doug Martin has departed, which means finding a new running back is very much on the to-do list. It's not the only need they have. They could do with help at corner at the back. Brent Grimes signed a one-year deal, but he's what, like 75 now. Um they've already they, they did a lot to help themselves at pass rush over this past year. So uh pass rush might not be the, the best position, but there is still a, a big name player there. So where are they gonna go, Clancy?
3: They're gonna take Derwin James, the safety from Florida State.
1: Oh,
0: come on. It's not that bad, Sherry. You don't need to cry about it. <laughs> I know that Derwin James is a player that you love. And off the back of the injury, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we were talking about this guy being the best <coughs> possible player coming into this draft. You're still confident he'll come up to this level and step up to yeah, the I NFL mean, level?
3: Listen, he didn't play badly last season. You, you watch his first game back against Alabama and he played really, really well. He had a dip in the middle of the season ended strongly because he got more confidence in the knee but you go back to the the, the early the first season at fsu and he's an absolutely you know you look at him and you think ed reed but more athletic i mean he is an absolutely so he's six foot three 215 pounds he's a tight end eliminator you could probably play him at cornerback if you wanted to you could certainly play him in the slot you can play him at weak side linebacker you can play him at strong safety in the vault you can play him single high as a free safety what you can do with Derwin James is is phenomenal, and he is going to be a a long-time All-Pro player. And I spoke to his agent, David Mulgetter, a couple of nights ago, and let's just say the Florida teams are very interested, notably the Buccaneers.
0: Well, there you go. There I go. thought you just said that teams, uh, all the bluster that we hear is nonsense, and now you're... Yeah,
3: uh... If you go straight to the <laughs> horse's mouth, Willie. <laughs> That's a bit different.
0: Oh, oh, because agents aren't famous for their bluster and for actually putting out rumours, etc., at all, are they, mate?
3: I mean, I've had a long relationship with him. He's the agent of Earl Thomas. He probably will sign deals next year for around forty million for for one player. Um, so he, he, you know, he kind of knows his stuff. I don't think he, you know. I don't think he'd mess me around. I also know that Derwin didn't take any visits at all. It certainly didn't work out for any teams. They refused to do so. And the minimal number of visits he took, Tampa Bay was one of the most significant. Let's just say that. I mean, da- you can you can try and shoot me down all you like, but let's see what happens on Thursday night. Yeah, and you can that- get back to it next week.
0: I thought that was a bit snidey, Will. I mean, I, I think- thought this was meant to be where we were doing what we thought they should do, not what they would do. But that's fine. Clancy's brought what- in this- his uh, his knowledge and we've gone with it. Ollie this Hunter, what-
1: dub bears. I think there's a bit of... Uh, a bit of- a bit of angst, a bit of spikiness <laughs> going on in the in the other in the other team, Sherry. At least we are working in harmony, Monbras. Beautiful harmony, exactly. Bez,
3: I a retro player personnel. Sherry,
1: j- join uh, Sherry Clancy, join us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Bears, uh, I think they've they've worked out that they've got their starting cornerbacks. Um, there's always that need for the edge rusher. Uh, Josh Sitton leaving, departing. There's a need on on the line. I think Mitch Trubisky going to need all the help he can get because I don't think he's very good. So what uh, will the Bears do, Matt Sherry? This
2: would be a tough one because I think they would, they're they desperate for Quinton Nelson to fall. And that is, along with Roquan Smith to the Colts, probably the pick I'm most confident will will happen. Um, so the, the board really hasn't fell as I would like it to as the as the Bears GM on the date. which again leads me to go to the strategy of picking who I think is the safest player at this point um, they don't need a running back so they're definitely not going to take Sir Quan Barkley that's probably their best position I'm going to go for Minka Fitzpatrick for the Bears um, you'd think about Bradley Chubb but I'm not sure how much he's going to fit Vic, Vic Fandio's scheme And I think Fangio would love to have somebody like Fitzpatrick who he can have as his movable chess piece. So that is who
0: I'm picking. Now, the San Francisco 49ers are sitting here basically devastated that every defensive back that is considered a top-tier player is already off the board. Uh, But sat there looking and saying, we've drafted a lot of D-line already over recent years, but we don't really have an edge guy. Can Chubb be a guy who can play... Alongside that line, alongside all that other first-round talent they've got, will that work there? Uh, they clearly need corner help. Uh, that's that's been obvious. But I'm worried that you've, you've taken all the corner help away. Could they go for weapons to help their uh, to help their new top-tier blue-chip quarterback? You're We're, a weapon. Well, I am a weapon. You're right. Uh, so yes, <laughs> <laughs> Simon Clancy. Um, I mean, we two of the players expected to go in the top four are still sat on the board here. Do you think that they're tempted by either of these guys?
3: I mean, I assume, and you know more about this than I do, Willie, because you see them every week. I assume that 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 you guys are lining up with Eric Armstead and uh, and um, Solomon Thomas at end. Am I right in saying that?
0: Yeah, but I think you could easily suggest that one of those takes a step inside. Uh, the problem is, is that in Thomas, Thomas was brilliant last year, and Eric, Eric Armstead had his flashes and his moments. I still think you could line somebody opposite Thomas and have Armstead as a guy to rotate into the line, a guy who can play inside where the Forest Buckner is. Solomon Thomas can do the same. I think flexibility there isn't a problem at all. And right now they don't have a pure edge-bending guy.
3: But you're going to have to put, essentially, is going to have to, I assume in this system, is going to have to play at least some linebacker.
0: You'd You'd have thought so, yeah.
3: So then is it not best, especially with the issues that are happening with um, with uh, Reuben Foster, who I suspect will get cut, that Tremaine Edmonds would not make more sense here? I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just throwing it out.
0: Tremaine Edmonds probably does make more sense. I'm getting um, there are stars in my eyes over the idea of uh, getting a guy who we would have almost no hope of getting in real life. Okay,
3: well let's let's Tre- go then. Pick pick nine just to make you feel happy. San Francisco 49 is <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds, because you were so mean. <laughs> I'm all
0: offense. right with it. Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds, or uh, or I well I'm you know desperate as I already said uh, for uh, for our Roquan Smith to fall there, but Tremaine Edmonds is the Tremaine Edmonds or one of those uh, or one of those defensive backs. Any of those kind of positions, I'm happy with as long as they go defense in this early stage. I'm all good. Raiders. I quite like that. Um, Other side of the bay. I think the Raiders could have been looking at that uh, Tremaine
1: Edmonds and thinking, "Drat, we should have traded up." Um, needs linebacker. I think cornerback, probably. Given that uh, they've uh, they tried to move Obi Menafonwu in there and it didn't quite work, and it, they haven't really got anyone who's taken the ball away. They were the worst team in the league for doing that last year. Uh, could they? Perhaps pick Pacey from Dawson's Creek, Joshua Jackson. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But, Matthew Sherry, what do you think will happen?
2: Um, What I think will happen is they'll take... I mean, the two best linebackers are gone, and and I think it might be a little bit early for Rashawn Evans. Um, What I would do in this situation, because I think the Raiders under John Gruden have a chance to be much better than they were last year pretty quickly, is... I'm going to take Saquon Barkley off the board, finally, because I I just don't think Gruden would be able to help himself here. (laughs) And I would just love to see that match of him going to the Raiders. I think that would be fun.
0: I mean, honestly, if if he's there and he doesn't take him, I think it would be the biggest shock, humanly possible. It's the most Raiders of all picks. Um, Having gone and signed Doug Martin and kept Marshall Lynch around, uh, I have to say, I am 10,000% less convinced about the job that John Gruden's going to do, he's a man motivator. But other than that, got nothing. Got no interest in him as a coach. Players that I have um, ever seen. So, That's I mean, should I just do this, uh, Simon Clancy? In fact, I'm going to the Miami Dolphins, Simon Clancy.
3: So they need.
0: Should we go a get Yeah.
3: They need a tight end. They need a defensive tackle. They need a three-down linebacker. And they probably need a uh, uh, Derwin James, Binker Fitzpatrick type of safety. But if Bradley Chubb is on the board here, it makes it's a pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, they've got a, l- a lot of defensive ends, but William Hayes is 33. Cameron Wake is 36. So Bradley Chubb is, you know, is not going to get to this position. But if he does, you would run up to the podium and hand his name in. So therefore, the Miami Dolphins at 11 take Bradley Chubb defensively.
0: Well oh, Suddenly not picking him for the 49ers two picks ago makes a lot more sense to me.
3: Mate, I'd, I'd rather take Tremaine Edmonds, but
0: <laughs> well, maybe there can be some kind of post draft uh, <laughs> River Rivers Manning trade situation going on if uh, you know if our respective GMs regret what they've done in the first round. Uh, Buffalo, who I think are absolutely one of the the prime candidates to use those two first round picks they've got and go and move up into second or fourth. Yeah. Fifth, if the quarterback the Broncos don't want, is still there. The Colts at sixth, any of those positions. But they're still here at 12. Uh, Ollie, Yeah, they've got needs
1: all over the shop. Offensive line, wide receiver, safety, linebacker. But with those two picks and the fact that a couple of quarterbacks, two or three quarterbacks, have fallen to pick number 12, I expect a quarterback here, Matthew Sherry.
2: And I would run to the podium and select Lamar Jackson immediately. So I think he'll be a great fit under Brian Dable, who was the offensive coordinator at Alabama last year. So kind of really got into learning the spread system. And I I mean, the more I watch Jackson, the more I think he is close to being the... the, um, Other than Mayfield, the quarterback, I personally would take next because I just think the sky is the limit if yeah. he gets among the right coach and staff. I really, really do. And, yeah, that's definitely who I would take in this spot.
1: He's electric, isn't he? And if you pair him, that uh, the the danger he has on the ground with LaShawn McCoy, who is a beast up the middle, then, I mean, that could be really, really sexy.
2: I think the... It could. It the, really could. It could. Game-changingly sexy.
0: The fit has obvious potential. Which no I one's mean, said about the Buffalo Bills. The, the ever. idea, <laughs> and yeah, there is that. It's a, a headline grabber for a Buffalo Bills team who haven't had a lot of those uh, at quarterback over the recent years. But the only kind of concern is that with AJ McCarron as their other option, there. who I know Matt's higher on than, than most people, not but everyone. Yeah, um, I, I, is Lamar I mean, Jackson high, a week I've one starter?
2: I've said with McCarron that, like, I, I'm intrigued to see what he can offer because I don't think we've seen it yet. But, yeah, I mean, I, if, the, if they've selected Jackson, they should they should just let a training camp battle play out and see how it goes. Simple as that. And, and with Jackson having every chance to win the job.
0: Uh, let's turn our attention then to Washington. Washington, uh, I think they need... I, if you look at their front, I really like their linebackers, but I think on the front they could do with either getting younger uh, at pass rusher or a good stout def- like run stopper uh, involved in that situation. And there are some decent defensive linemen at the moment. Another team who, uh, with the departure of uh, of corners, could do with some defensive back help. They could also do with some help on the offensive line as well. A lot of these positions are are, are getting pretty repetitive. I think. At guard, probably, is the position that they've got a, a potential for going as well. Um, and then if there's, I don't know, I, I think there's an obvious pick for me here. I've taking a big stout lineman up front, a big defensive tackle, and there's a couple of them on the board. That's where I would go. Simon Clancy.
3: I mean, they could take Will Hernandez. They could take Isaiah Wynn. Um, uh, they could take either Jair Alexander or Mike Hughes, but I am going with Vita Vea of washington who will play i mean ideally he's going to be a three technique or a one gap kind of penetrator, but i think he could fit perfectly in uh in this uh, washington defensive line
0: that is exactly who i would have picked as well buddy we're back in sync after oh, a few, buddy. after after a few rough moments <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, ba- we're back on the right page uh this <clears> is setting up beautifully uh people have been picking for their own teams so far and we're with the packers and with ollie hunter
1: oh my goodness um I think, uh, of course, more depth needed at offensive tackle. Cornerback, we took a cornerback with our first pick in Kevin King last year. Uh, Demarius Randall has gone to the Browns. There is always a need there. Uh, there's a, a, an obvious need at wide receiver. Uh, I'd love Courtland Sutton, but I, I think 14 may be too high for him. But quite clearly, the biggest need of all is a, either outside or inside linebacker Matt Sherry. Is there anyone at fourteen? Would there be a? Would that be a bit of a reach for for whoever's left on the board?
2: No, he wouldn't. I mean, I think Rashawn Evans will be in play there. I, I'm I'm not taking him though because I think they can get a linebacker in the second round. Um, with the way the Packers play offense, which is essentially hoping and praying that their wide receivers are good enough to get open on <laughs> their own, they need guys who can run routes. And Calvin Ridley is one of the best route runners I've ever seen in college football, maybe the best. Um, So I would select him in a heartbeat. And I think Ridley is better than people are suggesting. Like I I would have no hesitation picking him in the top Yeah, This this, this
0: idea that there aren't good wide receivers in this draft just because there's not a top five, top tier, absolute must-hit-on talent there, I think is a bit bizarre. There is the issue of the fact that most of the first-round guys from the last three or four drafts haven't been particularly successful. But um you're right i think the the things that you need to be successful at the nfl level are route running separation and being able to catch with outstretched hands not being a body catcher and it looks to me like calvin really does all those things so uh, D- cherry you've uh, you've made a Green Bay Packer fan very
1: happy because with the, the jordy nelson leaving who was a really really good route runner that's exactly what the Green Bay Packers need. So well done.
3: Also, I think the the, the narrative around wide receivers is that there's not anybody who has the, the size of a Julio Jones, apart from Sutton, for example. But you look at, for me, the, the best receivers in this draft, Calvin Ridley, six foot, Christian Kirk, six foot one, just about, Anthony Miller, six foot one, DJ Moore, six foot one and a half. These guys are not your prototype NFL modern 2018 receivers in terms of, you know, height because they can also play inside as well as outside. And there are actually some questions about whether or not these guys are better suited inside in the slot than they are outside, which is making people a little bit nervous about. So then you're looking at Colin Sutton at six foot three, six foot four, Michael Gallup at six foot three. You know, uh, uh, Gallup especially is somebody that you, you know you take a bit of a flyer on, but the, the better receivers are actually the smaller receivers in this year's draft, and I think people are a bit worried about projecting small, in inverted commas, wide receivers.
2: What do you think of James Washington Clansalough? Because I've watched him a lot in the last two days and I'm convinced that he should go in the first round.
3: Do you? I mean, I, I like him. I think he's a good route runner. I think he's a really good route runner. I think he was excellent at the senior bowl. Um, there's just something about him that, I, and I wonder whether it's not systematic of the offense that he played in. Where I just, I don't know. I think he's probably a second round pick. Uh, just for me, I just prefer the the reliability of more. I think Anthony Miller is going to be potentially the best of these receivers. I just think he's absolutely superb. You know, watching for Memphis and, you know, every single game, he just takes over the game before he got injured. Um, So I think Washington probably goes in that second round area.
0: This could kick off a run of wide receivers. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, will be a bit gutted to see Ridley off the board. There is a particularly interesting pick here and I think there are uh, there are other positions. I mean, as we've said almost all the time, O-line they need help with. Uh, they could do with some help at wide receiver. Larry Fitzgerald coming to the end of his career and they've lost some of their uh, their speed guys, their deep guys. Uh, Terry uh, Matthew going means that they probably need help at safety and corner. But there is, I know that none of us are particularly high on him here, but with picking up Sam Bradford's In the summer, they're clearly a team who could trade up looking for a quarterback. Could this be the landing spot for Josh Allen, a guy who, if he's going to learn from somebody, I quite like the idea of him learning from Sam Bradford.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Josh Allen here. I mean, let's be realistic. He's he's not probably not going to fall this far anyway. But you know, if he did, and uh, and also you know, there's a possibility of Arizona trading up high into the first round to take a quarterback. So if somebody like Allen was to fall to them here, I mean, we'd be mad not to take him. So the pick here would be Josh Allen of Wyoming.
1: Done. Speedy. I, I, I like that pick um, because I think the Ravens could have done that given Alan's big that, arm that's compared exactly what to I would have, Joe Flacco's have big picked arm.
2: Him. Yeah. I would have picked him for the Ravens just because he's quite similar to early Flacco as well, so yeah. it's clearly a fit in that sense.
1: And See, that is synergy there. Yeah? All right, mate. A, yeah, but well, there's I'm been just, synergy But the you can't pick all him, all. so who are you going to pick? Yeah, go on, Sh- Sherry. Who will the Ravens pick?
2: I mean, I think the Ravens need to get back to domination on defense. Um, I mean, they need wide receivers as well. But how many wide receivers? Wasn't it? Wasn't it
0: last year they went crazy, defensive with all their high picks. So they've got a lot of young talent on that uh, defense that potentially could step up in, in year two.
2: Yeah, it's this is this is a really tough one for me to be honest. I,
0: um, tight end, if, if I was going to suggest another position, we've not seen any off the board at this point. It's
2: wide receiver or tight end, but it's too early for any of the tight ends.
1: I mean, given that Gizeki is more of a wide receiver than a tight end, could it, could they could they do, be mad and go for for him or is that what, no? It's, it's way, way
2: too, too high. Okay, okay, okay. we're way, way too high. I mean, I think you could get him in the second round at a
0: similar spot. Um, None of the tackles are off the board as well and it's not been an area that the Ravens have been strong in in recent times.
3: Except they've got the... the they took Ronnie Stanley, good. didn't they? But yeah, exactly.
0: they could do with the right tackle opposite him.
2: I am going to go for... Let's see, their defence... They've got a new coordinator. <laughs> the defence is always pretty good, though. <laughs> i go for DJ Moore. They need wide receiver help. DJ
0: Moura. How in is any that? of the guys? That <laughs> is, that, is that? I don't hyphenated? believe any of the
2: guys that they've signed at wide receiver. Right, really, I God. quite like Crabtree, but yeah, I'm going to go for him. The 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 need to get well, the need to start scoring
1: some points. Sneed they brought in Sneed recently as well, but yeah, you. Oh, they did. I'm changing my pick. I forgot about Willie Sneed. DJ.
2: Oh, I was
0: all ready to say DJ Moore stays in Maryland. I was all excited, but all right, go on. Uh, do you know what?
2: I'm going to draft a pass. No, I'm not.
0: What are you doing? I never know what you're
1: doing back there.
2: I was thinking about Harold Landry and going for a pass rush specialist. Let's go for Rashad Evans, who to me is one of the safest picks in the draft. They get a middle linebacker that is better than the slightly overrated middle linebacker they got from Alabama, whose name has escaped my mind. And they need a linebacker. They need to get better on defence. So I'm going to go for Rashad Evans.
1: Well done, buddy. Hmm.
0: Right pick 17, Los Angeles Chargers, are you? Are you just, aren't you now disappointed that you couldn't do a Simon Clancy and try and sort out a situation where Rashad Evans fell to the Patriots?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of why I didn't want to pick him.
0: I mean, mate, I, I, I don't want Bradley Chubb, so. Oh, I'm kidding, buddy. Wow, here we go. Um, Right, lots of tackles still on the board for the Los Angeles Chargers. Russell Okung and Joe Barksdale do not do it for me in any way shape or form they're a team who if there is a quarterback available to them at this point um they you know behind Philip Rivers he is aging they are one of those sneaky teams who might be in the quarterback mix also safety Trey Boston uh, a free agent they could do with a safety at this point so i mean safety or tackle would be the two positions that i would be uh, particularly leaning towards here simon clancy
3: yeah i mean smart people keep saying mike McGlinchey is going to go top 10 um... Um, and uh, if McGlinche is available at pick seventeen, he has to be the pick. Has to be. He's the best left tackle in the draft. And you know, away we
0: go. Is he? He's the best left tackle in the draft. But is he a good uh, left tackle?
3: Yeah, he is a good left tackle. You know, he's a he's a fundamentally solid player. You know, he might be better suited as a right tackle. He might be Jack Conklin. But he's absolutely going to play at at uh, left tackle. Certainly to start with. I mean, for me, Isaiah Win of Georgia is the best person to play left tackle in this draft but I'm pretty sure that he will be played as a guard because he's six foot two therefore for me McGlinchey is the guy
0: Um, I could have thrown I was thinking the other one was Deron Payne of throwing into the mix uh, on the defensive line somebody on the interior to help those amazing edge rushers but yeah tackle is the right pick let's uh, head to Seattle and the Seahawks yeah
1: the Seahawks they've let Sherman go Thomas could uh, is going to be a free agent next season they let Michael Bennett go so across the entirety of that defensive backfield and in, and uh, linebacking core, they need help there. Uh, offensive line is shoddy at best. So what are they going to do, Matt?
2: Uh, they're definitely going to draft an offensive lineman if i have the GM. I mean, they probably won't. Um, I hate it. Difficult one, really. I hate it.
0: They're top, the All is... of their offensive linemen are top three round picks. They need to... The they, they, coaching is the issue on their offensive line, not talent.
2: Yeah, and they've got they've got a new coach, but just because the high picks doesn't mean they're good players, and they're not. And I mean, the problem is, I mean, you look at the way that the Saints built around Drew Brees as a diminutive quarterback, similar to Russell Wilson. They've always had a stout interior line, so that's what the Seahawks need to start doing. They've got a couple of options. Will Hernandez is a great option, but he's a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker.
0: I mean, maybe that's Devoin what have... you need with uh, Russell Wilson and his scrambling anyway.
2: Yeah, good one, mate.
0: Um, no, no, that was a genuine point. That wasn't yeah. me having a dig. That was a genuine point, is actually sounded like you could dig. do with somebody who is a bit more of a road grader anyway.
2: Yeah, and and it would allow them, Hernandez would allow them to get back to what they've always been. I also think when you're in a division with Andomic and Sue now and Aaron Donald, you need a good sender. And it's a bit of a reach at this point. I would rather trade back and get him, but I'm going to pick Frank Ragnow, who is again one of the safest picks in the draft, and he just starts at center immediately. Uh,
0: sorry, I'm just updating my uh, updating my list here. Uh, yep, yeah, top stuff. So uh, we move on to the Dallas Cowboys. They'll be disappointed with Des Gone. They look a little bit light at wide receiver. Uh, they could do with. Um, I think pass rush talent, interior. I mean, if there's a good interior defensive tackle, could be good linebacker. This is probably something you need to address in that system. If you don't have Sean Lee in there, you really start to struggle with the way their system works, and, and he is so constantly injured. Uh, but there are lots of tight ends on the board again, and Jason Witten's career is winding down. So, you know, I think there are a few uh, there are a few positions that sit on their to do list, which uh, which I think could be addressed at this point.
3: Um, Matt, where are you playing Justin Britt? By the way, with Seattle,
0: I always think you can switch one of them to guard.
2: I think, Five. I think, but bo- I think both Britt and Ragnell could play guard. I mean, I, I, love never, I never understand why people suggest there's such a huge difference.
3: Um, Dallas could take a wide receiver here, but I know, um, just from following the Dallas newspapers and from speaking to people who were at the Florida Pro Day, is that uh, Rod Marinelli absolutely loves. Florida defensive tackle Taven Bryan, um, with David Irving potentially going to prison. Um, I think that Taven, <laughs> Bru- I think that Taven Bryan, who is going to remind, certainly reminds me of JJ Watt. Sometimes, um, I think he will be the pick here.
0: It, it's interesting with the the scheme that they, with the scheme that they play there that. They have got. I think the, the the fact that the guys on the defensive line tend to do a lot of stunts, a lot of a lot of movement on that line, which is why the Sean Lee linebacker position is so important. Is he that kind of guy who up front is going to be you can't you are going to be able to move him around, and he is going to be able to do a lot.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and you first know, step, he,
0: good, and all that stuff that needs. Absolutely,
3: listen. He he is underachieved a little bit, I think, in Florida, but he flashes big time. Big-time talent. I mean, this is kind of rare athletic ability. Sometimes you think maybe he, he doesn't have a feel for the position. Maybe instinct might be, a, you know, he's still developing a, a, as a player. But, you know, he played inside at Florida. He can absolutely play outside. Um, he is a disruptive, productive talent with a very, very high ceiling, big kind of burst off the ball, can really, you know, he can even collapse a pocket and get to a quarterback. He's a very good player.
1: Lee. All right, number twenty, Detroit Lions. There are quite a few needs uh, across their roster, but for one, for me, one really does stand out, and that's to uh, running back. They haven't had anyone decent for a couple of years. Had they had a, a, a bona fide north to south guy, um, I think they could have done a bit more than than getting to or reaching. Um, it's Nine and seven last year. So I would like to be looking at someone like Chubb or Geis or, or Mikel. But what do you think uh, the Detroit Lions will do, Matt?
2: I wouldn't be against Sony Michel here, because I, I think he's amazing in every way. Um, 100%. But I would go for Harold Landry because they need pass rush. I mean, Ziggy Ansar, they've they have given the franchise time too, but he's never really healthy. Um, and if you do get him healthy, then you've got... A guy here who probably only plays third down in this first year, but that's not the end of the world. They desperately need pass rush. So I would go for Harold Landry because I think he can get a running back in the second, third, fourth round. And But Michelle would get consideration because he's fantastic.
0: So the Boston College edge rusher heads to Detroit. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Tackles, 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 tackles. Have we got any of those still available? Because they might have traded for Cordy Glenn. Can he stay healthy? Uh, they've just done terribly with the guys at the top of the draft uh, prior to that. Other than that, uh, they're raging a cornerback and also a, a speedy nickel cornerback would be good. Speedy linebacker would be good here. Um, they're always kind of looking at restocking their defensive line, but... I'm not sure that's a need at this point. Yeah, there's there's plenty there for you to work with, Simon.
3: Um, they do not have a centre on the roster. Um, so therefore, the pig is James Daniels of Iowa. Uh, they tried to sign, re-sign Russell Bodine and he left, so there is not a single player who can snap the ball. Um, Daniels is going to remind you of the Pouncey brothers when they were at Florida in terms of their movement ability. Um, I, I worry about him at the second level, but he's a very, very good um, pass protector and, that's, you know, and a run blocker, in fact obviously playing Iowa, Um, James Daniels for me will be the pick here for the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Could we see a run of offensive linemen? Because at at number 22, the Buffalo Bills, they've taken in our draft to Lamar Jackson. Um, They need help there anyway. Orlando Brown, uh, someone like that. Um, Could uh, Colton Miller, someone like that, uh, Connor Williams, could they go for one of those guys, Matt? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, they absolutely <laughs> could. And and the only thing I was going to say is, should we not do two picks in a row for you guys here so I can pick for the Patriots? Well, let's just oh, no, I'm
3: really, I'm, no, we are I'm picking really for the Liverpool. Patriots. I, I, I've got a good pick for you, mate, so don't worry.
2: Great, fine.
3: Um, He's a little white safety out of a Hackensaw stadium. <laughs> him, 86 pounds. He's got one leg. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, I like what you're saying there, Ollie, and I, I've got Lamar Jackson. I've got LaShawn McCoy.
1: Yeah.
2: I think I'm going to pick...
1: <laughs> so Incognito's I'm going to pick retired, defensive tackle.
2: Is Incognito retired? He
3: has, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So we're going to pick Will Hernandez.
3: Oh, great pick.
0: Yeah, all Wonder- in for that. that wonderful,
1: is. wonderful, wonderful. No relation, but wonderful pick.
0: Why would, he, why would you be a relation
1: Sorry, to Will Hernandez?
2: Why would you be related to someone <laughs> with the surname Hernandez?
1: No, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: no one was suggesting that there was any relation But
1: why would I be related to an Hernandez
0: And it's also you're at the wrong pick if it was the next pick that would make some sense but uh, let's move on to that next pick then no you can't pick some uh, expected to be undrafted safety here there is a lot of um, there's a lot of defensive right. line uh, available here, say again
3: I've already got the pick here alright fine ruined. go yeah. for it run it in so the pick will be Marcus Davenport, defensive end of uh, the University of Texas at, at San Antonio. I mean, I, I think the Patriots, and I, I'm sure Matt would probably agree that back end of last season or maybe all of last season, that front seven struggled with athletic ability, with speed, with the ability to get to the quarterback, which is why they brought James Harrison in. You saw in the playoffs, Harrison was pretty much the only person who could get to the quarterback. Injuries to key players didn't help as well. Davenport's got a massive upside, You know, absolutely dominated at that lower level came on strong at the back end of senior bowl week. So for me, Davenport would be the pick here, knowing that we also have another pick at 31, potentially to take somebody else in that back end. I
0: mean, for a guy, his size as well, in terms of his height, uh, just, I I watched a bit of him the other day and it, he can actually bull rush people for a guy who's like 6'5". So yeah, uh, yeah I think he's great. I think that's but a Belichick pick.
2: likes longer, bigger guys on the end as well. So,
0: Happy with that, uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, I would be. I'd, it's, it's a difficult one with the periods this year because I think they need some guys who can plug in and play immediately. But I mean, you've also got to look long term. And he, he, I could see the periods coaching staff getting the potential out of him, and that's pretty exciting.
3: There you
1: go. Panthers are 24. Um, they failed to get Broussard Breland. Um, Worley left, so there's a need at cornerback. Julius Peppers has signed on for another year, but he's about 91. Uh, there's a lot of need across that defensive... Um, de- across the defence. Uh, running back after jo- Jonathan Stewart left, they've only got really got uh, Christian McCaffrey, so do they need a bigger guy going north-south? What are they going to do? Have they got any
2: wide receivers left, Carolina, oh, other
1: than Funchess? I don't even think they've got wide receivers left.
2: I- I'm going to pick James Washington. I absolutely love this guy. This is a... Very much my infatuation at the moment. And I was desperate to get him picked somewhere in this first round. I think he's going to be amazing.
0: (laughs) You've just decided you're going to throw him in there. Uh,
2: I I think he's a first round talent massively. Like, I don't see any obvious big holes in his game. I love him.
0: All right, fine. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, with the top... Two guards off the board that makes some sense, but I think that's where I'd, surely after losing Norwell, they're going to try and sort out that line further. But yeah,
2: but we've we've kind of lost the the real top tier interior guys, haven't we?
0: they have all been picked, Willie. Really. Uh, the Titans <laughs> desperate for a probably a consistent edge rusher to help them on that uh, on that front. They they sack numbers were dreadful last year, despite having talent on that front like the Jarrell Cases of this world. Um I. Just having a look through their roster, where else they could do with some help? I mean, they took Corey Davis so high last year that even though Wide Receiver still looks like somewhere, I guess they'll be hoping to they'll be hoping that they can get some production out of him. Avery Williamson going means that inside linebacker is right up their list of needs. Uh, where where uh, is there a linebacker available or an edge rusher still at this point that you like?
3: Well, there's three names that come to mind. One is Arden Key, but I don't think teams trust him enough to take him in the first round. The second is Sam Hubbard of Ohio State, who can, uh, although doesn't look greatly athletic, greatly is that word, doesn't look athletic on tape necessarily, performed very, very well athletically at the combine, is really going to set the edge, you know, is going to play run really, really well. Um, But obviously, you know, with Morgan and Arapko aging, you know, their deal, I think they're both free agents after this year um sam hubbard is a question i think it comes down to, to hubbard or leighton van der Esch, the, the middle linebacker from boise state and i'm gonna say
0: the other thing just to quickly throw in there, uh, is center if there is another center available because they've only got ben jones there um they could do with both a starter and depth but i think the i
3: think with rag now going in the fall off to billy price who tore his um pectoral muscle at the um at the combine um, would concern me putting him in as a plug-and-play starter in round one. So I'm going to go Leighton van der Esch, linebacker, Boise State. All
0: right. I like that. I like that. Yeah, there I think if Rashad, Evans, if Rashad Evans had still been there, I did like Sam Hubbard as an idea as well. But yeah, I'm fine with that. Leighton van der Esch, uh, the linebacker, in there. Right, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, with, the, with the Dontari Poe leaving that leaves Jack Crawford uh,
1: to move up into his position. That worries me. Uh, sorry, Jack. I know you're a, you're a lovely and great guy. So, could uh, defensive tackle be their prime need? Is there anyone left that could fill that? Or will they go elsewhere, Matt?
2: Uh, Daron Payne would fill that perfectly. And is a really nice compliment to Grady Jarrett as the kind of big guy, little guy combination on the interior. So, Deron Payne is the pick for me. I think, I mean... Plants a lot, discussed him on the last pod. A guy who really saved his best football for, for the biggest games at the end of the year. He was awesome in the national championship game. I'm not sure he played at that level all oh, year. I think he's another Taven Bryan type who maybe did hasn't played to the level that he can do in college. But, I mean, this guy's a, a physical, ludicrous physical specimen. And I think, get, and, um, getting a I think that the... I think Dimitrov would fall in love with that.
0: I think getting pain at this point as well for the Falcons, if he dropped down to there, they'd be pretty delighted with. Uh, for the Saints, still not a tight end gone off the board, and, and we all know that Drew Brees loves a good tight end, and Kobe Flina really hasn't proven to be that. In terms of, uh, they've lost um, wide receiver help as well, and Michael Thomas was brilliant last year, but you can't only have one decent wide receiver on your roster. Um Tackle is the other thing. Jermaine Bushrod is is not really the man for me. A young centre, a young guard, there's plenty of help along that line that could be needed. But I am leaning towards a pass catcher, probably a tight end. What are you saying, Simon?
3: I mean, it could be a tight end. It could be a quarterback. Let's say if Lamar Jackson was still on the board, two quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph, would be one that they potentially would look at. The other is Carl Laletta, because I think Sean Payne, uh, Sean Payne, what? Sean Payton would... Um, would absolutely build an offense around what he does best, as they obviously did with, with Drew Brees. I think they need linebacker help. But at this point, given how our mock has fallen, I'm not sure the, the, the linebacker is is there. Malik Jefferson might be the guy. Fred Warner of BYU might be the guy. Some one of those kind of late risers who could who could go off here. I'm gonna go with Sam Hubbard, the defensive end. I think if Maurice Hurst was healthy. And I think a number of teams have taken him off the board now. And I saw Matt Miller, the very well-respected um, NFL uh, for Bleacher Report guy, saying that most teams now are talking about Hurst as a day three guy, which is a huge disappointment because he's a top 15 talent for me. I, if Hurst was on the board, I would have taken him. But I'm going to go with Sam Hubbard, defensive end, Ohio State.
1: At, at 28, the Pittsburgh Steelers with the injury to Ryan Shazier last just, year. Just, just to
0: point out there, the, but about the one position I didn't mention was an Ed Rusher. So... We're back, we're back into uh, fractured territory, guys. Sorry, go on. his injury uh, <laughs> last, <laughs> last year. There is a,
1: a big need at inside linebacker, but I don't think there's anyone left at inside linebacker. So could they pick an outside guy and maybe move him inside, move someone else there? Or will they go something completely different, safety, <coughs> offensive line? What's going on?
2: I think Simon's just coughed my pick.
1: <laughs> Say it. To cough it again, Simon. <coughs> Jesse Bates. <laughs> there
2: we go. Yeah, I mean, if the board felt like this, it's the obvious pick. I think they'll pick Van Der Esch if he's available, because he is kind of the most like-for-like replacement for Shiers either. I think they would. They would find. But um, yeah, I mean, he's got great ball skills, hasn't he, Bates? He's just, and that fits what you what you think of a Pittsburgh Steelers defense as a guy who can content can can.
0: There's very few people rating Bates as a as a day one guy. He mostly seems to be falling into second, even a couple of third rounds I've seen him going. Is this purely a fit thing or do you just like him more than more than most?
3: He's a really good player. He's one of those players that because he plays for Wake Forest, people don't, you know, see him a lot. He's the the purest and best single high free safety in the draft he has cornerback ball skills he's not a, a ferocious box tackler he's not a great tackler but he understands angles he's just a he's just a ball player and uh, i think jesse bates is a terrific will be a terrific first round pick for somebody
0: the jacksonville jaguars i mean i'm not gonna say they need a quarterback even though you all know that we all think it uh, <laughs> you're not wrong i'm not wrong though am i um if there's a good swing tackle available, um, you know, it, another guard even, despite their lines really interesting because it graded quite highly last year, despite the fact that it's not a row. Uh, like if there's a good row grading guard there to, to pair with Norwell, because they're not a good ru- uh, run stop uh, run blocking line at all. They're a better pass blocking line and they want to be this team that run the ball. 30, 35 times a game across two backs. So if that sort of thing is available there, linebacker is a pressing need with Paul Poslozny retiring. Um, if there was a really top-end wide receiver at this point as well, if they'd brought in Austin and Jenkins at tight end, but I'm not 100% convinced at that. So none of these are like top, top-tier needs, but there's a lot of positions where they could improve.
3: Yeah, I mean, to, to me, if you're going to make Blake Bortles better bit of alliteration for you there if you're going to make Blake Portals better you have to give him better targets you know you lose Alan Robinson and Alan Hearns there's a massive void at wide receiver the concern here would be if for me Christian Kirk Anthony Miller DJ Moore excuse me DJ Moore would be the three guys but they have a lot of guys of a similar height do they need an outside guy like a Cortland Sutton or is there a wild card in the first round, like Equinemia St Brown of, of Notre Dame, six foot five, two hundred and fourteen pounds. Might be a bit early for him, but I could absolutely see that potentially happening but I am uh, and as much as I like Moore and Kirk and Miller I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton of SMU
0: Can I just ask when it comes to the inside of the line if it fell to this point because a lot of people have Isaiah Wynn going in the first round and maybe he could be the pick to the Vikings up next I mean Um, he
2: definitely is going to be well I can tell you that right (laughs)
0: Well in which case I'll let you talk about him when you talk about the Vikings Ollie. (laughs) Yeah
1: yeah Um, Vikings They could do with a guard I reckon I think they could do with a guard, Matt. I'm steering you in that direction.
2: (laughs) I think they could do with upgrades at virtually every position on their offensive line. Um, And Wynn, to me, I mean, Wynn played left tackle at college in the SEC at a high level, so I'm not really sure whether it... Everyone says he's going to be a guard, but I think that you draft him and kind of give him training camp, try him in in a few spots and accept that he'll almost certainly be good in one, but he's the perfect pick for the Vikings, I mean they need help everywhere and they could bring somebody like Win in and try him in different spots and he might improve right tackle, Riley Reef didn't actually play that well last year but you'd think he'd bounce back and, and certainly I think both left guard and right guard are open to him as well
0: um, there, We haven't had a defensive back taken in a very long time because we've had a lot taken at the top of the board and I think that's most people's feeling on this defensive back group, but the Patriots, I don't know if you noticed, in the Super Bowl could probably have done with some help at defensive back, and have lost Malcolm Butler now uh, as well. Should I be handing this over to Sherry to talk about this pick?
2: Or I mean, they don't, they, they don't need a cornerback as much as people think. Like,
0: yeah,
2: I, I mean, I'll trade you they really you. don't. Uh, Gilmore was fantastic the second half of last season. One of the best cornerbacks in the league during that stretch. Um, his name has escaped me. Um, the other cornerback who got torched by Jeffrey in the first half of the Super Bowl. The other
0: cornerback who plays for your team has escaped me. I've
2: just completely gone. going around Clancy his head right, right now. He's a starting cornerback. Clancy, who is it traded from the Eagles?
0: I mean, are we talking about Eric Rowe? Are we talking about? Yeah.
2: So they've got Eric Rowe and um, they've got Jonathan Jones, who's a very good slot cornerback, and they've signed Jason McCarty, who was one of the best. 15 to 20 cornerbacks in the NFL last year I mean I don't see cornerback as a need really at all linebackers a huge need but most of those guys are off the board so I'll let Clancy make his pick with the final comment that <laughs> the fifth year option on a quarterback is an extremely valuable thing so you may reach for one here and accept that you can get your linebackers on that in the second round
3: it's, this is a this is really a tough one I mean, this is really a tough one because, you know, if if Jay Alexander or, or Mike Hughes fell this far, you'd have people jumping. You know, there's, there, there are always trades at the back end. Arden Key is another name that you think the Patriots could probably overcome some of those issues. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, I'm not saying it's a need, but there's a, guy, there's a guy like Austin Corbett who's going to go in the first round that that have fallen here. I'm torn, Matt, between a kind of a, a a Nathan Shepherd, the big defensive tackle from Fort Hayes State, and um, uh, uh, potentially. I Maurice. mean, you
2: know, you know who I would pick is Maurice Hurst because yeah, I of mean, course.
3: But uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that that's not going to happen. Realistically, I would run up to the podium. the the name that The name that comes to me a lot is Carl Laletta. and I wonder whether or not you know you you take a quarterback here, given that you've got four picks in the in the first. You know, first two rounds, and whether or not you just take a quarter, a flyer, and a quarterback here, or Mason Rudolph. I mean, I'm almost going to leave it to you to, to choose which quarterback. I, you will,
2: pick, I, will, I will pick L- L- Lauletta here because I, I think there's huge value in the 50-year option. And you found that out with Garoppolo. I mean, I don't think Brady will play another five years, but if he does, you don't want to repeat that situation. And Jimmy Garoppolo would still be with the Patriots now, have the selected him in the first round. So,
3: there you go, then. Kyle.
2: Valuable. And I think is the best game fit by a
0: man. The Ooh. Richmond quarterback, Carl letter and we ended up with that sixth quarterback going in the first round. Well done, everybody. Finally, the Philadelphia Eagles, Ollie, take us home. Uh, they've been really busy in the off-season, but um,
1: there's one particular area that I think that worries me for them, and that's running back. With... <laughs> I was going to say, is it running back? Because jJ is not as good as... Uh...
0: Shh, I didn't say it. Yes, he's not that's good. why, and that's—he's <laughs> not very good. Uh, but, uh, no, but he's a nicer man since he left Miami, which is nice.
1: Th- well, exactly, and um, I, mean, I think it was really. just a t- I think it was just a toxic atmosphere in that horrendous locker room in Miami. <laughs> so, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, I, I mean, I can't—I right. don't think there's any blame for Jay there in any way whatsoever. But I think uh, with a couple of running backs still left on the board, that could be an option for them, Matthew.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not doing that. I'm going to select um, Jair Alexander, who, if still available at this point, as Clansalot says, we'll have about 20 teams trying to trade for him. Um, Patrick Robinson, who was really good for them in the slot last year, signed for signed for the Saints. Um, point, I think yeah. they could do with an upgraded cornerback because I'm not. I mean, Derby's decent, but I don't think he's as good as people suggest. So yeah, I would I would take Alexander in a heartbeat and just watch the greatest collection of talent I've ever seen on an NFL team get there.
0: Congratulations, Louisville. Two picks in the first round. Uh, now, normally what we do at this point in our uh, in our mock draft is we have a quick conversation about the two, three teams, however many it is, who don't have a first round pick. But do you know what? Los Angeles, Kansas City, Houston... It's which, your fault you don't have a first-round pick, Angeles, so we're not talking about you. Oh, Rams, uh, the Rams. The Rams, yeah, Rams, yeah. We're not talking about you. Brilliant stuff, guys. We'll be back together all on Friday morning to do this all again. Don't forget, if you head to at Gridiron on Twitter right now, there is still the opportunity to join us for our draft party with Visit Dallas and Visit Fort Worth on Thursday evening. We'll be doing a live podcast and a Q&A. It's going to be really good fun. Just reply to the tweet and tell us why it should be you essentially uh, so yeah touchdown trips there are two trips we've got in mind they're just getting priced up we're getting all the ticket information etc they both look like fantastic trips can't give any spoilers away I'm afraid at the moment but we will have something for you later this week mm-hmm. hopefully and we'll be joined on the show by Ben Mortimer to run through that and let you know exactly what it's going to involve don't forget the draft as you're watching it is being held in the brilliant Dallas and Fort Worth head to visit dallas.com and fortworth.com to find out more information if you're thinking about taking a trip out there. It's well worth it. And if you are thinking about taking a trip out there to see a game, to see basketball, to see uh, the Rangers in the baseball, whatever it might be. MLS
1: out there as well. You should do it
0: with touchdown trips. 100% you should. Synergy. Love, Ben. Uh, uh, follow, Twitter at Gridiron, uh, on, uh, follow Twitter at Gridiron on uh, on Thursday night. The guys will be tweeting from their little mini draft party around at Sheza's house. Ollie, what any was... final thoughts?
1: I didn't get an invite for that.
0: Yeah, no, neither did I, mate. Don't worry.
1: I mean... You know,
0: yeah, it's a disgrace.
1: It's classic. Must have missed that email as well.
0: Uh, top stuff. That'll be
1: that'll be on, on my gravestone. He miss must have
0: missed that one. That email, brilliant. Yeah, oh. must have missed that email. Must have missed that train. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Gridiron Show. <laughs> Bye. <It's> so dark. <laughs>